Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. I'm going to start Acts chapter 3, and we'll read it from the New Living Translation. And so what we're doing on our midweek experiences, the topic is faith in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say faith in the name of Jesus. One more time. Say faith in the name of Jesus. One of the things we'll do in this series is going to lay the groundwork to where we're going further on our Sunday series. Uh, one of the times we get a Sunday series, we're beginning to touch on it now, but we'll get further on to it later in this series. We're talking about power. And one of the forms of power that's available to us as believers is given to us in the name of Jesus. But before we can understand what that means and what does it mean to have delegated authority, we need to make sure we have faith in the name of Jesus. And as I shared with you before, this is one of the topics the Lord put on my heart to begin this year with. Right after we talk about praying in the spirit, we're now on um, midweeks, we're talking about faith in the name of Jesus. And in order to lay the right foundation for this series, that's what this message is for. But we're going to start reading reading two chapters, Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. So let's start with Acts chapter 3, verse 1 in the New Living Translation. And there are certain times as we go through these two chapters, I'm going to highlight on. So if you have a physical Bible, you can highlight this in your Bible. If you have a looking at your Bible on your device, you can highlight this on your device using how that app works. Or if you're just taking notes, make sure you write these verses down because we'll come back to them. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Pay attention to this. Notice it. But I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was a lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? Notice this next statement. And why stare at us, though we have made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of this fact. Pay attention to this. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realize that you and your leaders did to Jesus what was done in ignorance. 
But God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. For he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, anyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, through your descendants, all the families on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him first to you people of Israel to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. Now go with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, starting with verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now told about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have we done this? Notice the question at hand as they're standing before the religious leaders. They asked them, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Now notice what Peter says. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus, the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There's salvation. Notice this, there's salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But we must keep them from spreading their propaganda any further. We must warn them. Notice this. We must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we've heard and seen. They counseled them, threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. 
As soon as they were free, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Notice how they pray. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. Notice this, may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. So before we revisit a few of these verses so we can continue to lay the foundation of what we're doing tonight, I want to talk to you about that word name. That word name means the authority and the character thereof. That word name means the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence, and etc. It's everything that the name covers. So let me say it to you again. That word name is the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence, and etc. It's everything that that name covers. One more time, when we talk about this word name, it's going to be important in our study. This word name is the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence, and etc. It's everything that that name covers. So when you see in the scriptures, as we've seen tonight and we'll see in our study, when someone say in the name of, it is similar to saying by the power of. So what we'll see in the book of Acts and in our studies so far, that when they say in the name of is similar to saying by the power of. When someone will go in the name of someone else, they were an authorized representative, authorized to carry out tasks on behalf of the one who sent them. So in this context, to say in the name of is also to say in his stead or on his behalf. So in this context, to say in the name of is to say in his stead or on his behalf. Now let's go back to Acts chapter 3. Now that we have some of that understanding, go to Acts chapter 3. We'll go back to verse 6 in the New Living Translation. It says, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Notice the emphasis. I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Remember, Peter said, I'll give you what I have. So what did he have? That word have is very simple. That word have means to have. It means to hold. It means to possess. So Peter said, I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to give you what I'm holding on. I'm going to give you what I possess. What did he have? The name. Go ahead, say, say the name. Go ahead, put it in the chat, say it out loud, say the name. Say he had the name. Go ahead, say it out loud and put it in the chat, say the name. What did Peter have? He had the name. 
He had the right to use the name. So Goran said, put this in the chat, say out loud, say he had the right to use the name. Goran say out loud, put it in the chat, say he had the right to use the name. He had the right to access what that name covered. He had the right to access what was included in the name. So once again, what did Peter have? He had the name. Peter and John, they had the name. They had the right to use that name. They had the right to access what that name covered. They had the right to access what was included in the name. Now pay attention to this. Peter knew that he had the right to use the name and administer healing in the name. He knew he had that right. Let's skip down to verse 12. Look at verse 12 and verse 16. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this and why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Skip down to verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how he was crippled before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So the man was healed through faith in the name of Jesus. It's very simple. Peter says it twice. The man was healed through faith in the name of Jesus. First question we need to ask when we're analyzing this. Who had faith in the name of Jesus? And the second question, where did the faith come from? So two questions, say two questions. Who had faith in the name of Jesus? Second question, where did that faith come from? First question, who had faith in the name of Jesus? Second question, where did that faith come from? Now we already read Acts chapter three and Acts chapter four together. We have no evidence that that man had any faith in the name of Jesus. We do see that he expected to receive something from them, However, we see no faith in the name. Let's look at it one more time. Acts chapter 3. Looking again. Let's analyze this one more time so we can lay a good foundation. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Look at that. That man had no faith in the name of Jesus. We see no faith in the name of Jesus coming from this man. So that begs the question, well, who have faith in the name of Jesus? Peter and John. Peter and John were the ones who had faith in the name of Jesus. Well, since we know that answer, that Peter and John were the ones who had faith in the name of Jesus, because it said through faith in the name of Jesus, man was healed. The question next is, where did they get faith in the name from? Well, Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So they had to hear something about that name. They had to hear something about the right to use that name. They had to hear that they were authorized to use that name enough times to have faith 
and that name and their ability to access that name, their ability to use that name. They had to have faith for that. That means they had to hear something about that. Well, where did they hear about that from? From Jesus himself. And we'll look at those scriptures as we go through this series because the same, of, same time when Jesus authorized them to use that name, when he released them to go forth in his name, it's the same time he authorized you to use that name. And as we look at those scriptures again and again and again, faith will rise into your heart. Faith will rise up in your heart, just like it did to Peter and John. And you'll have confidence in using the name just like Peter and John did in Acts chapter 3. It's important that we develop our faith in the name of Jesus. Because one of the things we'll cover next week and beyond is their safety, protection, and deliverance in that name. The salvation and preservation available in that name. That name grants us access into our covenant. And when we understand we have the right to use that name, when we understand that when we use that name, we have access to everything that name includes. So notice that healing was in the name. He was healed through the name. He was healed in the name. There's healing in the name. And so if you know how to use that name and have faith in the name, you're able to receive from the name. And so the thing is, we need to get away from just having general faith and just saying, well, I hope it works. If I just say in the name of Jesus, I hope it works. No, no, no. You have to get to such a point that when you say in the name of Jesus, it's a releasing of your faith. Specifically, as specific as a mechanic using his tool. If you ever gone into a garage, seen a mechanic working, they don't just throw tools around hoping they fix the car or hoping they fix whatever they're working on. They are specific. They know what they're doing. They are skilled and their use of the tools. And we as believers must be skilled in our use of the name. And we become skilled in the use of the name and the authority that's been delegated to us as we develop faith in the name of Jesus. If we're going to live as no longer mere mortals, and if we're going to live using the delegated authority God has given us through the name of Jesus, we have to understand what this is and develop faith in the name of Jesus for all of our authority is based in that. And so as we go through this series on Sunday, and as we go through this series on Wednesday, I believe you're going to develop your faith in the name of Jesus. You're going to understand what that name includes. You're going to understand how majestic that wonderful name really is and how you can use your faith and have the benefits of faith in his name in your everyday life. But we have to go on this journey together. Don't say, oh, I know that. I heard it before. You know, I heard all these people talk about well, that's great. So that means you have faith at one point. You may still have some faith today, but we can go to another level. And the times we live in call for us to develop our faith in the name of Jesus like never before. And I truly believe that if this is something the Lord impressed on my heart to share with you at the beginning of this year, we're still in the beginning part of this year, as we walk this year of refreshing, this year of revival, this year of renewal, this year of rest, as we go after the double, as we talk about, even as Bishop talked about on New Year's, the return of the authority of the believer, we're talking about a restoration in that area, that if you want to walk in the fullness of that authority, of the believer, you must understand and have faith in the name of Jesus. It's the foundation level for you to walk in your authority. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this series. And so tonight was to lay the foundation 
to prepare you for where we're going as we continue to strive to live the supernatural life God has made available for us and we walk this adventure of the superhuman life because we're no longer mere mortals. So it's time for us to receive and walk in, not just as a moment, but as an everyday occurrence, the benefits of faith in the name of Jesus and the authority God has given us. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time we had together tonight to share about faith in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray even tonight and as they have their own personal times of study with you throughout this week and into next week as we prepare to go to the next level in this teaching, I pray that you remind them of things they've forgotten about, that you speak to them concerning their authority, that you speak to them concerning how they can move forward and grow in their authority. Father, I pray that this message speaks to them and that this, what was sown into the hearts tonight, will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold in their lives. Father, help us not just to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word so we can be blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. We'd love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast, and then we have our daily devotional podcast, which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.